listening to Glad Tidings. Today, we have Reverend Gwen Chu sharing the word. We hope you are inspired by this message. Praise God. Thank you very much for joining us online, on-site. Good to see all of you online. Wherever you're tuning in from, we're so glad that you are here with us. And I believe God has a word for you right there, wherever you're tuned in and right here in this house. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Okay, praise God. We are in our Christmas season and uh, we've, had, we've had a wonderful time even in the last two weeks, you know, of, of uh, the theme is a Christmas miracle. A Christmas miracle. How many of us like miracles? Yeah, okay, only a handful of the church, okay. Come on. How many of us like miracles? You know, you believe in a God of miracles? Yeah, you are believing in a God of miracles. God is a God, is a miracle-working God, and He's at work even right now. God loves us so much. The, word, the Bible verses tell us God loves us so much that He sent His only Son to each and every one of us because we could never get to God on our own. No matter what we try, how we try, no matter what efforts we put in, no matter how much good work we do, we can never get to God on our own. He had to send His only Son to us so that we can be reconciled with Him. So God loves us so much that He sent His only Son to us. And we're in the Christmas miracle season, a Christmas miracle next week, you know, to bring someone for the service is going to be a powerful one. His love for us caused the most miraculous thing to happen. His love for us caused the most miraculous thing to happen. Okay, it says in verse 35, can we bring up verse 35? Verse 35 says, The Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Wow, I love that. The Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. That's what the angel told Mary. And I want us to focus here on the word power. The word power here is from the Greek word dunamis. We've heard this many times. We've been preaching on it, especially during Pentecost. We talk about the Holy Spirit will come on you and power, you know. And this is the dunamis power. That's where you get the word dynamite, dynamic, you know, dynamo. That's where the root word is dynamite. Okay, this dunamis is, is the root word for all these other words. Now, but it's not just any ordinary power. It often refers to miraculous works. Okay, miraculous power or marvelous works. Miraculous power or marvelous works. Which means that nine months before the first Christmas ever happened, a miracle took place. A miracle took place and power came upon Mary. And this was a miracle working power that came upon Mary that caused her to conceive. And this is an unstoppable love, unstoppable love that broke through the natural to bring about the the breakthrough and the salvation for all mankind. This is the same power, I believe with all my heart, that can overshadow every single one of us. This is the same power that can overshadow every single one of us and every single one of our issues, every single one of our whatever, whatever we're going through, this same power can overshadow us for that breakthrough that we need today. Amen? Can somebody say amen? Amen? It is an unstoppable love. His love, He loves us so much. He sent His Son with power in a miraculous way to reach out to us. The story of Christmas 
It's about a, a, a love that is so strong that nothing could stop it from happening. That nothing, no matter what the circumstances were, it was an unstoppable love. He loves us and His plans and purpose will come to pass. And I want to say that to you today, that God loves you so much, that His purposes and plans for your life will not stop, will not end, in spite of the challenges that we may be going through. I want you to understand here, this scripture here, the miracle was not going to stop. He was not going to stop at anything. Let's take a look at these scriptures here. Firstly, fear can't stop it. Come on, type in your, the chat. Fear can't stop it. Fear cannot stop the love of God from coming down. Fear cannot stop the, the miracles of God from taking place in your life. Mary was troubled and anxious. The Bible tells us when the angel spoke to her, Mary was troubled and anxious and in fear. And she heard the angel say, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. And wondered and wondered what kind of greeting was that. How many of you know that when God speaks, it can be scary? <laughs> Only one person. How many of you know when God speaks, it can be scary? When He tells you you are highly favoured, it can be quite frightening. When He favours you, it means, it means that He thinks you can accomplish great things through, his, through, through Him, and the task is usually much bigger than you, more overwhelming than you. You know, every time, you know, when God speaks, and I'm just thinking to myself, God, don't, don't, don't. You know, please, don't, don't, don't look me so up. You know, like how Chinese say, you know, don't look me so up, don't think so high. I cannot, I cannot, I cannot want God, really, I cannot. Please don't, don't even, don't even plant this thought in me, please don't. So how many of you still want the favour of God? <laughs> <laughs> when, he says, when he says, I have found favor in you, which means you are going to do great exploits for him, things that are beyond you. So, you know, when we say, you are God, I want your favor, get ready for what that favor brings to you and to your life. Okay? I'm glad, I am so glad that fear did not stop the miracle from happening. That although Mary was afraid, she was anxious, she was troubled. It did not stop the miracle from taking place. It did not stop the miracle from taking place. I'm glad our fears, our insecurities, our flawed understanding of faith has not stopped God's miracle from taking place in our lives. Amen? Amen? There has been... You know, in, in this last couple of years, there has been more fear. I've experienced, I've seen and experienced more fear than I've ever had in, 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 in the last many years, you know, that I've been here on earth. In the last two or three years when COVID hit us and we see how people were so afraid, were so worried and so, you know, troubled in so many ways. And people have been living in that fear. And when I was preparing this message, the word fear kept coming up over and over again very strongly in my heart. And everything seems to be a little bit more settled right now, but there is still a lot of uncertainty about the future. There's still a lot of uncertainty of what's to happen in the days to come. There's still a lot of uncertainties of, you know, 
really is, are we going to see something greater happening in our nation, happening in our economy, happening in, in what that, whatever that is going on around us? There is still a lot of uncertainty. And the word fear just kept on coming. And, but I want to say this to you. I'm on assignment to declare this to you. As the angel declared to Mary, do not be afraid, my brothers, my sisters. You have found favor in the eyes of God. Amen? Do not be afraid, my brothers and my sisters. You have found favor in the eyes of the Lord. And the Lord will see you through. God has spoken to some of you, His promises, and even you feel a little bit afraid, you feel unsure, but I just want you to know that as you surrender to Him, watch how He can work through your weakness, your shortcomings, and accomplish all that He has promised you that He will accomplish. And that's a miracle. The miracle will always be bigger than you. The miracle will always be more than us, will always be overwhelming. If you could do it on your own, it won't be a miracle. If you could accomplish it on your own, if medical sciences could do it with all that in the technical way, in the, in the, in the factual way, it's not a miracle. Because humanly, it cannot be accomplished. It is a heavenly assignment. Amen? Because it's a heavenly assignment. Faith in the miracle-working God is not in the absence of fear. It's not in the absence of fear. But unfortunately, many times, we get overwhelmed by the fear that we don't even dare trust God for the miracle. We don't even dare trust God at His Word. Faith in a God, a miracle-working God is not in the absence of fear. We can be afraid, but sometimes we're so gripped and crippled by the fear that we don't even dare step out. We don't even dare trust Him. We don't even dare take that next step. And we will never experience the miracle when you don't dare to take that next step and step into amazing as I preached several weeks ago. You need to trust Him and go forward. Something changed in, inside Mary before something happened on the outside. Something changed inside Mary before it happened outside. Mary's narrative changed after she heard what the angel declared over her. She started saying this, I am the Lord's servant. May your word be fulfilled. I am the servant of the Lord. May it be to me according to your word, according to your promises. Let it happen, God. The Word of God has to be seized in our spirit. Something has to change inside before it happens outside. Mary did not feel any difference. Mary did not start feeling nauseous. She didn't start getting, seeing her tummy grow straight away. She did not, she did, at that point of time, she didn't feel the baby kicking. Something already happened inside her spirit to trust God and His Word before anything else took place. Some of you need to let God do something inside. It's an inside job before it happens on the outside. It's an inside job to believe Him at His word before it actually happens outside. I want you to know that God loves you so much. He's brought you through the last couple of years and the whole of 2022, and He will see you through in 2023 and beyond. Yes, it may seem scary, it may seem overwhelming, but what are you believing for? What has His Word spoke, been spoken to you? You need an inside job before anything is going to happen outside. 
so that you won't be overwhelmed by the problem, you'll be overshadowed by His power. We hope that you are enjoying the message so far. If you would like to know more about our church and get connected, head to our website at gladtidings.my. Thank you for listening. Let's get back to the Word. You won't be overwhelmed by the problems. You'll be overshadowed by His power. And this power is a miraculous power, a marvelous working power. Amen? Amen? Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, uh, exactly a year ago, exactly a year ago, this period, in 2021, my, my mother went through two surgeries in this time, November and then mid of December as well. She, uh, she had colon cancer some years ago, but we knew that it had already gone metastasized and spread to the lungs. But we were monitoring the lung metastasis because we weren't trying, they didn't want to do any surgery on uh, uh, such an elderly woman. But as of last year, when we saw the cancer markers going up, the doctors decided, I think she's strong enough to go for surgery. And they, they passed her for lung surgery. So it was supposed to be a keyhole surgery to remove that section that was affected. And they went in, did the keyhole surgery, and miraculously, she recovered from it within a few days, and she was out of the hospital. Praise God for that. Come on, let's give him the praise. Okay, wait, got more praise to come. Okay, so then, we thought, hey, praise God, finish. But the reports came out, and we found out that this metastasis, this spread, was not a spread. It was not a spread from the colon. It was a primary cancer on its own which means she had two primary, one in the colon, one in the lung. It was like, alamak, you know, what are the odds? Everybody didn't know, didn't think that it would be like this. The doctors also were shocked. So within that few, what, one week later, she went for her second op, which means two operations, one in end of November, a second one, they said they have no choice now in, because they only remove a small lump. Now they have to take out the entire lobe. The whole, the whole lower left lobe of the lung had to be removed. So we were like, can you imagine the fear in all of us? The fear of losing her, the fear of losing her on the table. She was also like fearful and, 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 and no, should, should we go for this and all that? But we, in the end, we encouraged her. We said, you know, there's still a fighting chance. Let's do this. So we went for the surgery and uh, long story short, it was complicated. There were complications and she had to go. She, it, was very, it was a very difficult recovery. She had a bacterial infection after that surgery. And again, we thought we would lose her. It was one thing after another. The whole of end of last year, it has been like, oh my goodness, you know, we don't know whether this is it, this is it, this is not, this is it. Should we make preparations? What, what, what should happen? So it was a lot of fear. But in spite of our fears, God shone through. His miracle working power showed through. She got out of it. She got out of it miraculously and at 83 years old, she got out of the surgery, out of the bacterial infection miraculously. Then in June, July, she caught COVID. We were like, Alamak. already lung, lung got problem, you know, then you can catch COVID some more, you know. It was another, and because of this complication, she was quarantined for 30 days. <laughs> so... Here we go again, another fearful situation, then started again another round of fearful situations. Her cancer markers started going up again. In spite of the surgery of removing the lump, there was still another lump that was near her heart 
that we could not get to, that the surgeons couldn't get to. We were monitoring it and it started to get, to get active. So cancer markers going up from single digit, bam, bam, bam. Uh, every time there will be a few notch up, few notch up, few, until all the way in October, her last cancer marker was at 70 over. Normal cancer markers is supposed to be less than two. She was already at 70 something, just within a span of a couple of months. And the doctors were like, mm, this is not good. And they were not recommending a second, another surgery, because we know what happened the last round. <laughs> we, we prayed very hard, and we, again, we trusted God for His miracle. Were we afraid? Was, this, was there fear? Yeah. She started on a targeted chemotherapy in November, early, end of October, early November. In November, we went for a check. From 70-something with cancer marker, her November check, her results came out to be 9.7. Come on, let's give God the praise. <laughs> on Friday, she had another check. From 9.7 in November, it has now dropped to 3.5. Oh, come on, let's give God the praise. Was there fear? Yeah. But can God work through our fears? Amen. Can God work through your fears? Amen. He can work through the fears and cause that miracle to take place because His love for you is not dependent on how, how, what, what, what goes on inside of us. And His miracle can still take place in your life. Can somebody say amen? Amen and amen. Praise God. Secondly, there was also another problem. Not just because of fear, there was also a lack. And lack even stop the miracles of God from taking place. Mary said to the angel, Angel, how can this be? Since I am a virgin. In another version, it actually uh, uh, translates it better. It says, Mary said to the angel, how can this be? Since I do not know a man. How can this be? Since I do not know a man. And the word know in Greek is ginosko. Everybody say, ginosko. Come on, type in the chat. Ginosko. Ginosko, right? Ginosko. And it means actually to, uh, ginosko means to know, to know through personal experience. That means to know somebody, right? If you're not introduced to that person, you don't know that person. So if you know that person, Right? Then, then you know that person, right? It's Ginosko, right? I know that person. Of course, the second meaning is sexual intimacy. To know somebody means to have be sexually connected, intimately connected with that person. So when, when Mary said this, there could be two connotations to it as well, because the Greek word is Ginosko. So it was not just that she was not intimate with the man, she probably didn't know many men. That was an issue here. She didn't know many men. She didn't know that, she didn't know, I mean, it's not like, not like, you know, she was really single, single, like she was single and ready to mingle, you know what I mean? So, she was single, she was not, she, in those days, you don't have a dating time, you know, like, oh, let me get to know this guy first, you know, then maybe we have some coffee and then we go for a movie together and let's get to know each other. There was no such thing. She was engaged to be married, so Joseph was supposed to be her, the, the future husband. She didn't know, know him. She didn't have time to exchange notes with him or have a tea and, and have some coffee together. She didn't know. 
So the Bible here says that there is an issue. So Mary is probably telling the angel, stop, 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 excuse me, angel. We have a slight problem here, you know. I don't know, I don't give no school any men. Don't know any men. Don't know, you know, so that is a slight problem. You know, I come from a family of, of all girls. Okay, and uh, I've got three older sisters. I'm the youngest and the four girls. And I... I, and I come from a convent school. So primary school, secondary school, all in Asunta Secondary School. <laughs> in the best school in the town, right? And uh, it was, it's um, girls' school. So I, do you know that I didn't have a guy who was a boy, who was a friend, a friend, until I was probably 13 years old. So all my life, because I, got, I don't go to any club, I don't go to church, there was nothing, you know. So we're all very sheltered, we stay in our house, go to school, come home, you know, and, and probably see a few guys in the school bus, like, wow, you know, so handsome this one, so handsome that one. But that's all, you know, so I, I don't know. I, I did not school, no boys, you know, really literally until at the age of 13. And, uh, and I remember one day my school friend in secondary school invited me to church. And she invited me to a junior inter-school Christ ambassador, Jiska at that time. Some of you know, you were from Jiska Iska days, right? Junior inter-school, and the word, no, it wasn't Christ that stood out. It was inter-school that stood out. Oh my goodness, it's my chance to ginosko some boys. You know, come on, don't judge me, okay? I know these young people, you think, you think you'll never go for these Leo club things and all these things uh, just to meet other people. Yeah, so... I was like, yes, come, let's go, so that I can get no school. And I went for those Friday meetings, and I'm like, Lam Yan, boys. You know, and uh, there were boys in the house. It was Samadians, it was Lasalians, it was Bukit Bintang boys, and Catholic high school boys. Wow. First time I meet boys, you know, like, so jakun, no. But guess what? I'm so thankful that it was in Junior Interschool Christ Ambassadors when I went for the wrong reason, I met my first, not boyfriend, my first love. And that is Jesus Christ. <laughs> Come on, let's give him the praise. Pastor Linda led me to Christ at that time. She was the interim youth pastor at that time. Come on, let's give praise for the faithful maidens and faithful men and women who has been serving all these years. Praise God for them. And I finally ginosko some boys. But yes, Mary said, I didn't know a man. I don't know a man. There was a lack. There was no place that there's no way that this miracle is going to take place because I don't know a man. I don't know man, literally, and I don't have, I've not been intimate with anyone. How am I going to be pregnant? How am I going to be pregnant? Perhaps some of you are thinking the same thing. I don't know anyone that's going to connect me to what I need to do. I don't know everything I need to know to get into this next position that has been prepared for me. I don't know the inroads or what to do to get this project done. 
I don't know how am I going to raise this child. But you know what? God is the expert when we're in lack. He's the expert when we're in lack. His love came down in spite of the lack. You know why? His name is El Shaddai. Everybody say El Shaddai. El Shaddai. You know what does El Shaddai mean? El Shaddai means the all-sufficient one, the more than enough God. The more than enough God, the God who is more than enough. More than your problem, more than enough than your problems, more than enough than your lack, more than enough than for in your lack of resources, in your lack of knowledge. He is more than enough. His love reached down through, to us through a lack. That's a miracle. If you had enough for it, where's the miracle? If you had enough resources to get that project done, if you had enough resources to do what you need to do, where's the miracle? The miracle always happens when there is a lack, when it doesn't make sense, when one plus one doesn't equal to two. That miracle takes place in your life. He can work through that miracle. There was so much lack in surrounding this first Christmas, so much lack from no man to the fact that of all people, God, the, the, the angel God had to choose a woman, a lady from Nazareth. And the baby is supposed to be born where? It was prophesied that the baby was born in Bethlehem. It's not the same place. Nazareth is 70 miles, it's about 115 kilometers from Bethlehem. And then you order a census to make sure everybody goes back to their own town to register. It's not a highway, you know, at that time. Pregnant woman. Everybody is going back to travel back for the census. Perhaps she couldn't even find a grab or a camel to get there. Why? It's for, like from PG to Port Dixon, you know. That time when no highway when Why make a pregnant woman? Could you not have chosen a woman straight from Bethlehem so that the baby can be born here? Why you must you choose somebody all the way in Nazareth, 115 kms away, to go and, and, then, and then after that create a national census so that this woman has to travel back amongst with all the crowd, finally to reach there to find that there is no room in the inn. There is no bed for the Savior. So much lack surrounding this first Christmas. And you say you have a lack. And you say you have issues. But God can work through all that lack and show His love for you and demonstrate His love for you. Through all the lack, the insufficiency that you seem to think you have, God is more than enough for you. Can somebody say amen? He's more than enough for you. He will see you through. He will bring you through. It's in the lack that you will find his love ever so powerfully administered and working in your life. Amen.
that day, that manger became a king-sized bin. Amen. Some of you didn't get it. The manger became the king-sized bed because the king of kings was laying in it. Come on. If I have to explain a joke, it's not a joke anymore. What is this? The manger became a king-sized bed. What is your lack? Lack cannot stop the miracle of God from taking place in your life. And he will work through that lack to show you how powerful he is. You think you cannot, God can use what you don't have to show you how much he loves you. Amen? He can show you, he can demonstrate to you through what you don't have and tell you that he is more than enough for you. The El Shaddai will provide and will see you through. And the final thing is this doubt. Doubt couldn't even stop it. Doubt could not stop it. Okay, so imagine with me a little. I told you I'm, a, I'm, I'm quite a, a visual person, right? So I was just thinking to myself, you know, here Mary, Mary had this whole drama with the angel, right? And, um, and she goes home. Can you imagine? She goes home, she sits her parents down. She sits her parents down and, you know, let me see who is here. Kelvin, Louisa. Can you imagine Naomi coming home to you and saying, you know, Dad, Mom, I just came from prayer meeting, you know, and I had an encounter with an angel, you know, and the angel told me that I'm going to be with child. I'm with child and he's going to be the son of God. Exactly. You'd be like, what? <laughs> Don't talk nonsense, you know. Talk properly. Why you be what you on, you know? So can you imagine that scene where, where Mary went home and and told her parents that and told her parents that, you know what? I had an encounter. And you must understand this period was after a long period of silence, a long period where there was new, no new revelation. Remember from the Old Testament to the New Testament, there was no new revelations. It was a period of silence of over 400 years where they did not hear any new prophetic word that came forth. And when there's no new prophetic word, they weren't familiar with, with prophets saying this, you know, saying that and declaring to them new things. So can you imagine for a young girl to come home to tell the angel appeared to me and I'm pregnant and I'm with the Son of God? Parents would be like, huh? What? I, I wonder what went on in, her, in their minds, whether or not they were so prepared and readily, readily saying, oh, praise the Lord, Mary. Hallelujah, Mary. Or were they enraged? Or were they like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, what are we going to do now? What, are we gonna, what is she, this woman? What, is she, what has her daughter done? Oh my goodness. Okay, okay, since she's already engaged to Joseph, let's quickly get her married off, you know. And then, and then you know, we cover our eyes. We don't we pretend that nothing happened, you know. They, then they, were to, they get to know each other and then they will be pregnant. So it sounds like the timing is almost there. Can you imagine that they were probably thinking of all these things and the doubt that was going on in their heads of whether or not this was real, whether or not... This was possible, whether or not, is it, is it real? I know, I, had, I know someone who came home, really, to tell their parents that she, she was pregnant because out, out of wedlock, and her father took the broom and chased her out of the house in anger. And how did this scene take place? I really wonder. 
And perhaps that's what some of us may be going through as well. Some things that God has spoken to you seem so ridiculous, seem so impossible, that when you tell to the people around you, they probably won't even believe it. Some things that God has spoken to you, they cannot even believe it. They, they will never be able to understand it or perceive it. In fact, they will probably pour cold water over you. They will probably say that, no, this is not possible. No, there is no way that this is going to happen. Look at you. Who are you? Mary, who are you? Why would all the, out of all the people in the world, you're not even in Bethlehem. The baby is supposed to be born in Bethlehem, not in Nazareth. Come on, Mary, wake up. Please tell me what you were drinking just now. And she was probably going through this and wondering to herself, oh no, what am I going to say? What am I going to do? And people around her and her own parents could probably be doubting. And, and you know, similarly, as, you, as God speaks to us, we've got to be very careful of who we share it with as well. Another version actually says, you know, Mary kept these things in her heart. When God tells you something, sometimes you need to pray for the right people to share it with. People who will then journey with you, believe with you, understand with you, and, and know that this is possible with God. God spoke to Joseph, and Joseph got it. And he understood that it was his task to support Mary in this miracle. And there are some people that God is going to speak to, to support and to trust that God has a great plan and great purpose for you. But it's not everyone. There will be doubters around. There will be people that will cause you to doubt. As they, and or, or reports that you read that will cause you to doubt. Should I even invest this? Should I even go into this? Should I even step out in faith in this? Because you know, look at all these reports. No, 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 no. Everything is saying, everything is saying against it. And it may cause you to have doubt. But what has God spoken to you? If that's what God has spoken to you, He will bring it to pass. The doubts of yourself, the doubts of others will not stop the miracle from taking place. Can somebody say amen? Amen? But you need to be surrounded with people who understand and who will journey with you even in this journey of faith. I shared this in one of the prayer meetings, you know, about Mark chapter 5, about Jairus' daughter, about how Jairus, he tried to reach out to Jesus and his daughter was dying at home. But by the time Jesus got back to the house, it was just too late. The daughter had already died. So by the time Jesus went to the house, the mourners were crying, the people were crying, and uh, they, were, they were wailing very loudly. And Jesus asked, these people, why are you wailing? Why are you making so much noise? The girl is not dead. She's just sleeping. And immediately, you know what the mourners did? The mourners from crying, the Bible tells they were crying, they laughed at Jesus. The faithless and the doubters will always laugh and doubt what God wants to do. They laughed at Jesus. And then let me tell you what Jesus did. You know, we always have this pretty picture of Jesus that he, he's very nice and gentle. He's a gentleman. You know, he loves us. You know, oh, Jesus loves me. This I know. And we, we think he's very, very, you know, just this ideal gentleman, suave and all. The Bible tells us 
he got them out of the house. And when, when that phrase is used in the Greek, it's not, he, he didn't usher them, excuse me, you know, there are nice ushers like Karin and all, excuse me, this way, please, thank you very much, you know, this exit is here. It was not like that. It was not in a gentle and nice way. The Greek word suggests that Jesus expelled them. He ejected them from the house. He threw them out. It was a get out. Like how he cleaned the temple. Get out. All you doubters, all you people who are wailing, who do not believe, you need to get out. And some of us need to expel, need to eject certain people and certain negative voices and certain negative thoughts in your head out of your lives in the mighty name of Jesus. Because the environment needs to be, the atmosphere needs to be conducive for miracles to take place. You need to give the devil an eviction notice. We've been entertaining a lot of doubts and a lot of negative thoughts that says it is not possible. But God is a God of all possibilities. He came down, His love came down for you in spite of all these things, the fear, the lack, and the doubts. It broke through the night to bring you salvation. His love came through for you in spite of all our shortcomings, in spite of all we thought could never happen. God made it possible. And that's why it's a miracle of Christmas. His love came down in a miraculous way because no man on earth could have ever made it happen. No signs could have conjured it and made it happen. No facts, no amount of research and development could make it happen. And that's what a miracle is. Don't know what you are going through, but may this Christmas story remind you of a love that was unstoppable, that came down for you and for me with power. And this same love can overshadow you in your need, in your circumstance, in spite of your fear, in spite of the lack, as you calculate and calculate and calculate and you make all your formulas and it doesn't make sense. In spite of the doubt of others and of yourself. God will still work that miracle. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been encouraged, make sure to follow us on Spotify. To get connected or find out more about the life of our church, visit us on our website at gladtidings.my or follow us on social media. Have a blessed week.